During week 11, we may have finally started to learn who the good teams and bad teams are in the NFL. We now know that the Vikings, Eagles, and Patriots are good, and that the Bills, Raiders, and of course the Browns are not. Just for good measure though, to keep with the theme of the year, we lost a few young studs to injuries, and it looks like the Monstars got to Dak Prescott last night. What does it all mean for your fantasy team? Let's run up the score and find out. You're listening to Run Up the Score, a fantasy football podcast. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to Run Up the Score. It's Donald here with Scott and Tom. Hey, everybody. And we are recapping week 11. It's Thanksgiving week, gentlemen, and I am thankful that both of you showered today (laughs) so that this recording is smelling good. Sure. (laughs) You're welcome, dude. And of course, the podcast as well, but whatever. Neither of us have showered today. (laughs) Oh, well, okay. Um, (laughs) We are off work and we are lounging. Nice. Uh, Well, mind right. Yeah, we've got one more game uh, tonight. Very interesting one. Bird battle uh, between the Falcons and Seahawks. But we also have to get to a full recap of week 11. Uh, Some interesting things came about during uh, during week 11. And I think we're... uh, we're excited to get into it. So let's start with our losers of the week because, boy, did we have some obvious candidates. Mine, probably the most obvious of all. I look around at us. You know what I see? Losers. Um, Peterman catalog, cover boy. Yeah. Uh, Tom, let's go with you then. Yeah. I mean, that performance, five interceptions um, and his first start for the Bills in the first half yeah. or in the first quarter, that's a tough one. Yeah, um, I don't think we're going to be seeing much of him again. Uh, thankfully for all you Tyrod truthers out there, hopefully he didn't drop him. And if he did, maybe, uh, pick him up. Yeah. I mean, it was the fifth worst fantasy football performance of all time. Negative 6.96 Which points. makes you think how bad it got for some other people, huh? Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> and it's interesting because Peyton Manning of all people has a spot in the top 10. Yeah. Because of one of his, um, his, uh, neck flare ups from his last season when they ended up winning the Super Bowl. Just, uh, just a really weird anomaly for Peyton's. I career. think Peterman had a neck flare up too. That's yeah, why, yeah. and an arm flare up, and maybe, a, maybe yeah. a leg one too. The running joke on Twitter was that in the middle of that game, the Bills threw in the towel, but that was also intercepted. <laughs> um, you know, it was just it was just brutal, and yeah. you know, I mean, we we as of course as Tyrod truthers on this podcast, uh, we we knew this was not the right move for the Bills to make, and um, you know, very interestingly, I kept Tyrod. Because I was like, there's no way this guy is going to go in and like kill it for the rest of the year and, and start every game for the rest of the year. And I, listen, I didn't think it was going to last a half. I thought maybe, you know, I'd wait a couple of weeks and see. But I mean, if you kept Tyrod just as kind of like a speculative thing, I think you can hold him for a, for a little bit now. Definitely. You're not going to drop him anytime soon. You're going to wait for a little bit more news to come out, which we would obviously give to you on the show or on Twitter. Um I started Philip Rivers in Tyrod's place yeah. in my team, and Tyrod outscored Philip <laughs> Rivers this week. Yeah. Phil got most of his points in the first quarter when he and Keen Allen just decided to go ballistic. Yeah, well, he's Phil a he's really a winner. Play the whole fourth, right? And he yeah. didn't play the whole fourth quarter. Yeah. Short fields because of the interceptions. That's I know. I'm just saying he did good. Yeah. Tyrod did more in two quarters. And Tyrod than Phil did, did more. <laughs> so weird. it was yeah. wild. So yeah. weird. Uh, let's go with uh, let's go in ascending order of the number of points our fantasy quarterbacks scored because we all picked quarterbacks for our losers this week. I'm going with Dak Prescott 
because there are people who went to bed before the uh, before the Cowboys Eagles game started with a one point lead, and that person was like, "Oh, I definitely won my fantasy matchup. I'm going to bed, and I don't need to worry about this." And they woke up to find out that they lost. Yeah, Dak Prescott with negative one and a half points last night. Three interceptions, a lost fumble. He did not eclipse any passing totals, did not score a touchdown. The Cowboys as an offensive unit did not score a touchdown. The Eagles got the buzzsaw, and Dak took a big, fat L on his forehead. He took a beating. Yeah, he did. uh, Eagles defense looked really, really good, and uh, that's pretty much all you have to say. You know, like, they just got completely shut down. Couldn't score a touchdown. They couldn't do anything in the second half, and... Dak was the uh, sadly the worst benefactor of that. It was the whole a product of their whole offense not playing well. Absolutely, um, just a just a tough game. I like I thought the Cowboys were going to lose, and I, I didn't think it was going to be particularly close. But I didn't think it would be like that. That was like that was gross. Yeah, I mean the Eagles can do that to you. They're really yeah. good. Um, Zeke Zeke's absence, I think, did a lot more to hurt Dak Prescott than I thought he was going to. Um, I thought Dak would kind of be able to sustain for a little bit, but it, no. Yeah, like he is like the Cowboys really are on red alert notice until he comes back, which unfortunately now is week fifteen. Organizationally, they're not you know streamlined right now. No one's totally focused. There's so much stuff in the news: Jerry Jones, Roger, oh, yeah. Roger Goodell, yeah. input the Zeke stuff. So right now, um, you know, it's not the brightest mental times to be a. To be a Dallas Cowboy. Absolutely. Uh, Scott, your loser actually scored positive points, but nowhere near the amount of points people were expecting him to this week. Yeah, Alex Smith, I was really excited for him. And uh, it's just, I think he's reverting back to old Alex Smith. You know, the the beginning of the season when he was throwing for 300 yards and three touchdowns seems like a completely distant memory. Um He's barely, you know, he's barely getting it done at all out there. The running game is going down. Their offensive line is struggling more. And you see that against the Giants' hopeless team coming off a bye with Andy Reid as your coach, which is like the ultimate tee-up for having a big week. And he didn't deliver. The offense didn't deliver. Speaking of red alert, I think the Chiefs are another team that you got to put on red alert right now. Absolutely. I mean, it's just just a weird week yeah. for the Chiefs to and- go into the Meadowlands and get crushed by the Giants. I mean, not crushed. It's on the scoreboard, but physically, mentally, they got destroyed. They were, they looked horrible. Yeah, and the tight end streak ends at Travis Kelsey of all people. I mean, he, he goes over a hundred yards, but throws an interception. Yeah, just which is kind to of a show loser off move. How far he yeah. can throw it. Hey, he did <laughs> shot putt in high school. He, he threw it pretty hard and pretty tight, but just not yeah, accurate. Just right at Landon Collins. Yeah, <laughs> go figure. All right, well, if you've got one of those losers on your team, you know. Week 12 coming up. We've got two regular season weeks left until the playoffs. So if you're on the outside looking in right now, you need a hero. So let's get to our heroes of the week. We've got guys who are coming onto our radar, guys who are off and now coming back. We've also got some guys who we told you about that you may be able to sneakily pick up, but hopefully it's not too late for them. Uh, let's go with guys who are coming on our radar. This guy came back onto his own team's radar in a big way, I think, last night. Devontae Booker from Denver is looking like a guy who could end up leading the backfield in touches down the stretch. Uh, yeah, and one of the things that me and Tom were talking about was uh, Mike McCoy got relieved of his duties. So I think that with an increased workload of Devontae Booker, a trending 
downward workload and really opinion of C.J. Anderson with the Broncos. You can see a lot more Devin Booker and who knows what this new offensive coordinator or play caller is going to bring in and what he's looking for. Maybe it's Booker, and if so, he's worth an ad. Yeah, Absolutely. It's definitely a great speculative ad. If you have other good running backs, maybe no, you're not starting Booker next week, but you see what goes on with the change with the offensive coordinator, and maybe it becomes the Booker show. Yeah. And now you've got a starting running back in your stable that you can use pending matchups. Yeah, very true. I mean, you know, whatever quarterback the Broncos have put in over the last five weeks, it hasn't worked. They need to get that ground game going, and if Booker's going to give them a spark, they're going to ride that out because, I mean, you know, it's looking pretty dire here for Denver. They play Oakland this week. And that's pretty much a game to decide what team still has an outside shot at the playoffs and what team officially has lost its season. Yeah, and it would just be official at that point, right? I don't yeah, think, I I mean, don't think yeah. either team really is going to make a playoff push. No, not at all. It's possible the AFC is pretty open, but they both have not looked encouraging. Right. We've also got tra- another running back on here, Traveris Cadet. Yeah. Six receptions. Um and it looks like the Bills are going to be playing in more of this like garbage time type of scenario. Play the Patriots twice upcoming. And they still play Kansas City. You know, you know, believe what you want about Kansas City. Obviously, I'm a little down on them, but you would kind of expect them to beat the Bills. Um, so Cadet's going to be involved in some capacity. You saw that this week. Obviously, Shady catches passes, but Shady needs breathers too. And and he caught six passes this week with Tolbert out. Absolutely, I like it. Um, you know they've always the Bills have always used someone else alongside Shady. Yeah. And as frustrating as that is, that's something that fantasy shareholders can count on. And you know we just lost Chris Thompson this week. We've lost a lot of really Crushing. good running backs. And. You know, you're going to need somebody. You're going to need that hero guy to come in. And Cadet can come in and be that guy, especially if, you know, if Tyrod's going to come back. I mean, that's a big boost for everybody in that offense. And the Bills just lost Kelvin Benjamin Yeah, for a, a certain amount of time. Speaking of Thompson, I'm kind of interested to see if the Redskins have somebody that they're going to try and put in that role. If you, you know, that's a kind of guy that I think that I, or, you know, something I would be trying to listen to and see if the Redskins are hinting towards someone replacing that Chris Thompson role because that could be worth an ad too. I just have no idea who the hell it could be. Right, exactly. Um, a guy that we know is now going to get some targets and he got a big boost uh, because of a surprising active from Sterling Shepard is Roger Lewis of the Giants. He comes in, makes that unbelievable catch in overtime to set them up for the win, the surprising win against Kansas City. And, you know, he... He's serviceable. He's been serviceable. He's been scoring touchdowns on and off since Beckham and Marshall went down. You know, if the Giants are really going to turn this thing around and possibly get to a respectable record, maybe like a five and eleven or a six and ten. You know, when I mean, it was looking like one and fifteen was a pretty possible number too for them. So if they're going to kind of come back and maybe salvage somewhat of a respectable season it might be on the back of guys like roger lewis evan Ingram, and sterling shepherd yeah it's like scott was saying with uh Traverius cadet they're going to be down right we yeah. don't expect them to win a terrible amount of games so they're going to be passing there's going to be more room for people than just sterling shepherd and roger lewis was the speculative ad before sterling shepherd came back from that injury right and the reason that he didn't really shine was because they went to seattle or they had Seattle visit them and they went to Denver. Right. So those are tough matchups, especially with that offense, right? Yeah. They haven't been those those defenses are they haven't been as good as they have been in the past, but neither have the Giants, right? Yeah. So when the Giants get a little bit of an easier target, 
there's going to be room for two wide receivers to have fantasy production, and he's the leading candidate aside from Sterling Shepard. And migraines don't go away. You know, this is something that as uh, Percy Harvin. Exactly. I was just about to bring him up. This is a guy that like that went through a bunch of migraine issues, missed a ton of time, and with the Giants being horrible, you know, maybe you don't risk that with Sterling Shepard. And I think that that's a, a big reason why he makes Roger Lewis makes our list, and also we believe he caught a touchdown uh, and kind of got <laughs> oh yeah, that's right, on yeah. that yeah, that, was on that down play. The Giants ended up winning anyway, but that was a heck of a catch. Yeah, um, just to mop up something, and a guy who now is definitely going to be on the radar because of the Chris Thompson injury. Samaje Pirine, obviously, if you picked him up, you're going to be keeping him. He's going to have he's in for a huge, huge. workload yeah, for yeah. the rest of the year. But Byron Marshall is the only other running back on their roster currently, and he kind of does that Chris Thompson type stuff. We'll see if he's how close he comes to being Chris Thompson, but they're going to try and use him in that Chris Thompson role going forward. So a guy to kind of keep your your head on a swivel for. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, let's go with some guys who are back on their radar, and I'm surprised to see Mike Gillisley on this list. Yeah, I mean, he's going to join the list for the same reason that he fell off the list. Um, Rex Burkhead fumbles. So that is a death sentence in Bill Belichick's offense. I was surprised to even see him get back out on the field in that game. If you're listening to the audio, Tony Romo's like right away. He's like, we'll see if we even see him again. Yeah. Because you know how that goes. And how that goes is Gillisley became a healthy inactive and they've got enough running backs that they don't need to keep Rex Burkhead as a healthy player on the run. Like, they can make him the healthy inactive, which stinks because I was all about him. But right. that's just the way of the Belichick world. Yep. He'll Nathan Peterman you immediately. Yeah. And, I mean, just get out. We need to see Mike Gillisley be worked back in. It's still – this is definitely a speculative ad. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I would not be surprised if he's active this – this coming week. Right. It wouldn't surprise me either because I think that they're going to try and round more into playoff form. And, you know, I just don't think that they added Gillisley this offseason to not have him as an asset for the playoffs. Right. Um, let's go to another guy in the AFC East, Tyrod Taylor. Uh, you know, if Peterman's going to come in and throw five interceptions and a half, they can't keep him out on the field because that's just not even a respectable product that they're putting out there. And they've got home games left. They don't need Bill's Mafia turning on them. So I think Tyrod Taylor, yeah, (laughs) I don't think Tyrod Taylor needs to be dropped if you held on to him this week. I think if the Tyrod Taylor owner was um, reacting in a panic, then you need to get him back. You you could possibly get him back, was what I was trying to say. Um, (laughs) Yeah, you don't need to necessarily get him back, right? You can steal him away from someone who dropped him. So if you're having quarterback woes, you know, let's say you're – dealing with Blake Bortles or you're trying to stream it out or Jared Goff you thought was going to take you all the way the rest of the way. I mean, he might in certain matchups, but Tyrod Taylor's schedule down the line will help you out in some of those matchups that are unfavorable for those guys that I just mentioned before that. Absolutely. Yeah, his matchups are still great, whether he got benched for a week and came back. You know, we've been talking about how good the Bills matchups are on offense, so good for him. Hopefully he stays in. Definitely. Uh, Speaking of guys who we hope stay in, Corey Coleman. Prior to yesterday, the only receiver to top 70 yards against the Jag secondary was one Antonio Brown. Right. Corey Coleman goes and gets 80 receiving yards against them yesterday. 
Could have been because of garbage time. Could have been because they just had to force feed him. No, that game but was generally it was a tight close game. the whole time until yeah. that picks uh, the fumble six. Yeah. Right? It yeah, was it was a fumble six. into yeah. the end zone that a Browns player easily could have jumped on. Yeah. Duke Johnson. Dorked it, and uh, the Jags recovered it in the end zone. Yeah. To my dismay yeah. where I was playing against them. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I mean, that was, you know, but, that's awesome to see from him because, you know, we know the talent's there. He just, his availability is, is null and void. He's never healthy yeah. whenever he is healthy he even you know however long the gap has been he comes back and he's pretty productive and so gets targeted if, a if lot, he's available man. he's a, he's an asset yeah, yeah no for doubt. sure um danny amendola if hogan is going to continue to be out then amendola needs to be owned right and yeah. in most cases he may be but that's a name if you're looking for waiver wires this week that's a name that you need to type into the search bar because if he's out there he's going to give you some value Especially with Hogan out. It's as simple as that. As yeah. long as there's no Hogan, there is Amendola. Right. Uh, let's go to some guys who we told you about. And this guy, I mean, he's not even just a guy we told you about anymore. He's threatening to be like a wide receiver one at the end of the year. Well, he was. Kenny Stills. He was the wide receiver one in terms of yardage this this week. Seven for 180 and a touchdown. That is that's absolutely monster monstrous. And that's with... Jay Cutler spotting him a quarter basically with nothing going on. And then, oh, yeah. And then, and then that's Matt Moore the, taking the best part about what happened is Matt Moore, uh, Cutler in concussion protocol. Matt Moore comes back in, and that's Matt Moore's boy. Kenny yeah. Stills is Matt Moore's boy. And then once he came in, he just started peppering Stills, and Stills had himself a big day. Big rewards for uh, for peppering Kenny He's Stills. He's a stud. He's been Kenny the best Stills. receiver on their team this year, I think. Ah, in Jarvis some ways. Jarvis, Jarvis too. He's been scoring at a rate that. He hasn't done in the past, and that makes him, you know, move up another notch as far yeah. as I'm concerned. Like he's added a new skill to his tool belt. Okay, let me rephrase that then. Stills has been what we were hoping Devontae Parker would be this year. Yeah, Devontae yeah. Parker's been pretty good. He's though. been pretty yeah. good, but Let's he hasn't get this been team that. a quarterback. Right? Yeah, yeah right? that's really awesome. what it is. They have a lot of talent over there in the wide receiver core, and if they could get a quarterback with some semblance of stability in their system. Tyrod Taylor. A lot of S's. But, yeah, then they'll be good to go. Yeah. All right. Uh, Rashard Matthews, I mean, it's so it's so interesting to me because he's so clearly been their best receiver, and he doesn't get enough targets still. He I, doesn't get enough respect from uh, at all. the owners around the world. I'm looking around in my leagues, and he's available in very many of them still, yeah. which is wild. All over. Um, next week, he's got a great matchup. Or this week, he's got a great matchup, I should say. So, He's worth an add and a start. I mean, this is a priority pickup if yeah. you're needy in the wide receiver. Down the position. line, he has awesome matchups. He plays. He still plays the 49ers this year. He has Indy this week mixed in with some other. Uh, I believe Houston. He still plays. Has just been getting gassed. And the best part about him uh, is that he has way more field, more availability with Corey Davis still on the field and playing. So I, I think they play Arizona coming up, but Corey Davis will probably see Patrick Peterson. So that doesn't even really hurt Richard Matthews no. coming out of the slot and mixing around like he does. He's in a great spot to continue to do what he's been doing all year, which is yeah. go off. Yeah, I love this guy. I mean, I'm ever since last him, year, yeah. he finished so strong and and he's just continued it. He's looking for another strong finish this year. Rashard Matthews is a dude. I like him a lot. Yeah, I'm a big fan of him. Um, too. Bruce Ellington, a guy we're starting to like a whole lot. I mean, he just keeps. Getting it done. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, the Danny Amendola and Chris Hogan thing. As long as there's no Will Fuller, I think Bruce Ellington is 
a startable option. He's getting a great target share. If you played him in DraftKings, per my recommendation, he definitely outdid his $3,000 cost. Yep. And I'd expect that to go up a little bit this Absolutely. coming week. Yeah, definitely. But um, I think you can start to work him into fantasy lineups in the right matchup. And if you get a good enough target share on a team that's going to pass that much. 23 targets over his last three weeks. So wow. you can't argue with that. He's got the opportunity, man. Definitely. Um, Samaj P. Ryan, I mean, if you... Speaking of opportunity. Yeah, speaking of opportunity, <laughs> it, literally just f- all of the pieces in front of him have fallen to the Opportunity wayside. doesn't knock louder than this. If, yeah. you, have, if you have Fab and, and like you want to empty it on him, what do you guys think? I dumped fine. it into him last week, actually. Yeah, I yeah. think I think I'm fine with going all in if you really like need that running back or even a flex play. It seems like he's going to be weekly getting 20 touches. Yeah, I mean, he gets the Giants next week. He's still got a couple of really salivating matchups, yep. and he's all they've got. Well, not to mention he did a great job this week. Yeah, he played awesome. really well. He went over 100 yards in a score. Against a tough Saints defense. You don't generally get to bid or try to claim a running back that is now the full-time starter for the from here on, yep. like undoubter, like no doubter, um, that you've seen have a, an awesome game, good games in the, in the past. Touchdowns when he played, in the past. Yeah, he played and... the 49ers, which, you know, total soft target, but he did you well then. Yep. He's going to do you well now. If a Rob Kelly owner dropped him, that's that's their problem now. I'm going to bid my shoes off to get yeah, this guy. Definitely. Uh, Jamal Williams not only did he get the lion's share of the work like we expected him to, um, came out that Aaron Jones was arrested for marijuana-related charges in October and kind of like swept it under the rug. It's kind of like a really murky well, situation. Well, the Packers, I think, were aware of it. Oh, okay. Um, but I guess they're just waiting for criminal court sort of things the to happen. report. Yeah, yeah, so now that it's public knowledge, that could change something. But I think it's obvious that you know, they gave him a lot of work yesterday and they're going to continue to give him a lot of work. You got to monitor Ty Montgomery's health as he approaches the lineup again. But Jamal Williams is beyond worth an ad right now. Oh, absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. He it's, it's teeing up that he's, you know, could be in that 20 touch candidacy with Samaja Piran. And uh, we've got our, our pair of tight ends who are returning. One of them came back last week, looked very, came, was back this week, looked very good, especially when Tyrod came back and the other, well, you know, he's back off a bye, and Cam Newton is exa- is very happy. Gets his we got dog Charles back. Clay and Greg Olson coming back. If they're still out there, you got to go get them. This is a position-winning move that you could possibly make. for On a week-to-week, you have a position advantage with these two in your lineup. So go out there and get them. Yeah. You know, That's it. Kyle Rudolph went over 50 yards for the first time this week. <laughs> you know, like like you're not getting enough production out of your tight end. Jared Chances Cook are. did nothing. Jared Cook, great nothing. Matchup. You know, it's these are guys who seem like they're actually going to be rock steady options. If you can get that at tight end this late. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Greg Olson was a thousand yard receiver three years in a row. The only thing that's going to stop that this year, clearly, Games is that played. injury. So, you know, you're getting that hopeful proportion of yards per game yeah. when you slot him into your lineup absolutely okay so let's run down the slate now uh an interesting week uh in ways that we didn't necessarily expect a couple blowouts i certainly wasn't expecting starting on thursday night we finally had our steelers defense our steelers offensive breakthrough they dropped 47 or 41 on the titans well it wasn't necessarily not a steelers defense breakthrough either well true that's that's very true as well marcus Mariota four interceptions another good loser candidate as a matter of fact he gave them too many opportunities to score and when the steelers get that and 
decide they want to pepper Antonio Brown, you're going to lose by a lot of points. Yeah, that that helmet catch was like that was something vintage. You'll you know, never see it'll be one, one on like his, that. Yeah. It could be one for his all time highlight reel. Yeah. I hope he has even cooler ones coming up. I think he's got a shot to to be the goat. I mean, he is so good, and he's still pretty fairly young. And if he can take care of himself, he's going to be in really good shape for the years to come. And he's got Ben for you know however long. Guy who knows how to get him the weeks. ball. Yeah, at least. I mean, that, to me, that's that might be the end of the rope. Oh yeah, you think Ben's done at the end of the year? That's possible, dude. It's mm-hmm. very possible. He was trying. He was thinking about it this year. True. And then got your boy, Josh Dobbs. He stunk in the preseason. <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> oh boy. Um, interesting game. I think uh, you know Rashard Matthews. Like we said in the waiver wire hero segment, this is like, you know, this is a guy that you need to. You can roll him out there. He's a wide receiver two flex every week. It seems. Yeah, so why not? I have him in the league, and I started him all the time, yeah. and I'm always happy about it. <laughs> there you go. Um, Jaguars, Browns, the Jags got the win we expected them to. They go to 7-3 and three on the year. What an awesome turnaround for the Jags. And, um, you know, they just did enough to, to win. Uh, the field conditions were not great. It yeah, was windy. It was, it was cold. Game. It was, like, snowing. It was pretty ugly. And then the Jags defense does what the Jags defense does. They force a turnover. They fall on it in the end zone, and... That was pretty much and it. Just iced it away. Yeah, the the Browns hung in there as long as they could. They've been doing that a lot this year, actually. The Browns, you know, they haven't won any games, but you know they're fighting, and I respect that. They yeah. haven't gone negative as a defense yet in fantasy. Wow. Yeah, surprising. They haven't like had a really good performance either, but they haven't gone negative, a which good is more floor. than a, more than a lot of people can say. Yeah, absolutely. and we did get a Mercedes uh, Lewis touchdown yes. to Another continue one. the Browns' yeah. tight end streak. Yes. Which is now the longest in the league. Got to be. Hashtag well, stats. Yeah, sure. If the Giants ended, right? Yeah. I don't probably. know if there's it's completely probable. active, but it's, you know. It's good. No one's going to check. Yeah. It's the longest. <laughs> Buccaneers, Dolphins. We got the Matt Moore, Ryan Fitzpatrick showdown that everybody was uh, expecting, right? Yeah. I think, uh, was... you know, Cutler. Another you great know. showing for Cutler, your boy. Yeah. I nice. mean, we. I mean, I was going to loser him, but I don't like losering people who get hurt. That's kind of just like piling on. For oh, no he reason. did enough before he got. He hurt, He had too. certainly yeah. done enough already. Uh, three picks. Was it the first quarter or just the first half? I don't I know. I think they were in. The, in Either the way, first it's pretty half. bad. Yeah. I was watching it too, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it was that um, bad. You know, Deshaun Jackson gets a touchdown. OJ Howard gets a touchdown. You know, with Fitzpatrick, I think he's more of a take what the defense is giving me kind of guy whereas Winston kind of has a little bit more faith in guys like Brayton Evans where he'll force a couple of throws into those guys and well, so Evans, it just didn't end up working Evans out. did drop one I mean his, his day would have looked yep. a lot different if he hauled it in and it was pretty it was right there I mean yeah, it's, yeah, a, it's a play that. that Evans makes nine out of nine times yeah so I don't know what happened um <laughs> he had to but, make it ten times well yeah uh then you think OJ Howard I think him and Fitzpatrick may have had you know, how we always say a couple more reps with yep. each other than um, Cameron Brait did. So they play the same position. You know, it's yep. going to unfold that way. Cameron Brait off a couple bad performances here, three bad performances. Starting in fact. to get scary for And your uh, boy. yeah, it is starting to get a little scary. So I would advise Cameron Brait owners, if they could pick up a Charles Clay, if they could pick up a uh, Greg Olson, that that's a great move. Yeah, definitely. Because you can't, you can't trust Brait right now, for it's, sure. It's tough, too. Yeah. Um, Ravens Packers, the Ravens pitch a shutout in Lambeau. I, I don't have a specific stat, but I can tell you that's the first time I can ever remember the Packers being shut out at home. The big news is um, Woodhead came back. Let's yes, be real. Yes. Six <laughs> he targets. Got out there and he made it all the way through the game, most yep. importantly. So we'll see you next week. Yeah. Danny. Six <laughs> targets in a game where he was basically game scripted out of it 
at the start of the second half. I mean, yeah. they were really – the Ravens were in control of that game. They pounded Alex Collins. He ends up getting into the end zone. Mm-hmm. Um, Buck Allen did not really see the field much at all. I think he had three total touches. So, you know, he's droppable, obviously, with, yeah. with Woodhead back and healthy. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Mike Wallace catches a nice touchdown. Um you know the one hander was was very impressive. Yeah, that was an awesome touchdown. Um, Hundley's terrible. Hundley's so yeah. uh, that didn't change from last week. If you we were hoping that it would, and it probably won't change next week. How many million dollars have been added to Aaron Rodgers' next contract because of how the Packers have played without him this year? <laughs> well, I mean, Enough you can you. look across the whole NFL at all the other quarterbacks and yeah. kind of say the same thing. Yeah, that's uh, that's going to be an interesting. Imagine if Nathan Peterman was his backup. <laughs> no, Devontae really Adams. Goes over 100 yards again. Yeah. I think he is the receiver to own in Green Bay. Yeah. I guess yep. we've kind of been on that track, but I, it's tough to negotiate with uh, Jordy Nelson's value right now, how yeah. to come to terms with it. I don't know where it's at. Um, it's, it's definitely matchup dependent, and I'm not sure that the Packers versus anyone even middle of the road is all that good of a matchup. And they get right the Steelers now. on Sunday night next week. So that's a no-go for yeah, me. Yep. Yeah, I'm worried. I'm, I have Adams, and I really want to roll him out there because I keep benching him, and he keeps outscoring my starters. But I think, you know, if Pittsburgh can be what they are, then I don't know if it's going to be easy sledding for him right now. Um, so interesting thing for us to talk about. In the preview episode, Lions, Bears, I think the Lions are going to get bulldozed on Thanksgiving by the Vikings the way they played against the Bears and Browns in back-to-back weeks. So do I. And uh, I think your boy Latavius Murray is going to have a lot to do with it. Yes. We'll get into that on that episode. But I just think that the Vikings are really putting together a team that's not getting much press, right? No credit. Nowhere near enough. They're playing the Rams, same record, and the story's still about the Rams. Right, right, it's, and how it's, the Rams aren't ready yet. Like, yeah. no, the Vikings like, are good. People are like, is this a good loss for the Rams? Is this what they needed? It's like, yeah, are you serious? The Vikings just—it's amazing win yeah. for the Vikings. Like, incredible that yeah. they did this with what they seem to be like a third quarterback that they have yeah. on their team. With you know, obviously they were hoping Bridgewater would come back, and they had Bradford. Now they're down to Keenum, and they're still getting it done. And, and they lose Dalvin Cook. You know, we were talking about this last week, and they and then they lived up to the billing again. Yeah, I mean, we kind of even skipped Lions Bears, which was funny. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, Adam Thielen, I I have him, and I was really invested in him in the beginning of the year, and so this might be biased, but like he has been like MVP of the wide receiver position, good over the last few weeks. He's been killing it. Yeah, and he really showed breakaway speed uh, on that long touchdown he had. That was awesome to see. Yeah, and it just shows that he this guy can do it yeah. all. He's, He's got a lot of Jordy receiver. Nelson in him to me. In terms of you know, if we can, if we'll we'll hop back to Detroit. I think the the biggest worry for the Lions was Golden Tate, but you know, you can just don't worry about Golden Tate. Bears are great against slot receivers, and it was just not really a great matchup for him. Stafford gets it done, and you know Jordan Howard is still the only guy you'll start on the Bears. Yeah, Tariq Cohen gets a touchdown for the first time. In oh, the, give him enough forever. touches, and he scores. Yeah, How about should, it? They should give him the ball a little bit more, but sadly, I don't think that that's enough to even put him like in the back on our radar category. Yeah, no, no. he's just too. It's impossible for him to to be able. It was to a protect great touchdown too. Yeah, it was awesome. Great it was a lot like uh, Kamara's two point conversion. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we basically covered Rams Vikings, I think. So let's go to Cardinals Texans. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins scored, Larry Fitzgerald scored, Lamar Miller scored, and those were probably the only three players that you started in this game. Well, Deonta Foreman's now out for the season, right, so everyone who is hiding him on sucks. your bench 
uh, myself included, you can let is him a lose. little disappointed after watching him Dominant. have a great game, two touchdowns, yeah, and then a great breakaway on touchdown, the second touchdown, he goes down for the season. It's a heartbreaker. Yeah. Um, if you're a Lamar Miller owner, you've got that Good locked luck. up. You know, Congratulations. Yeah, you don't have that uh, worry in the back of your mind anymore. Hopefully right. he just stays healthy as well and you're good to and go. He continues to But, be yeah, I think Bruce Ellington as far as uh, Will Fuller being away. And that's about it. Yeah, basically that's pretty much it. Um, nailed it. I mean, AP stinks, but uh, yeah. <laughs> this is a tough matchup. You know, right. a Houston Seth run. It's it's the same thing kind of with Jordy, how you, how you said it has to be a great matchup for AP. But the thing about AP is when it's a great matchup, he can do great. Yeah. Right. <laughs> when it's a you know a great matchup, there's still a little uncertainty about Jordy. But at, up to this point, if there's a good matchup for AP, it's typically going to go well for him. Right. Just wasn't this week. Uh, Chiefs and Giants. The Giants get maybe the most unexpected win by any team this year Field until goals, the Browns baby. win their first game. <laughs> Um, hope you like kickers. Hope you like play non quarterbacks throwing interceptions <laughs> and quarterbacks and, throwing interceptions. Because yeah. Alex Smith went nuclear on their last two drives, or their two of their last three drives ended with his interceptions. So. Chiefs look lost, man. Yeah, they really uh, do. They for as strong as they started, they they look legitimately weak at this point. Yeah, which is crazy because they were pronounced Super Bowl winners in Week Five by most people. I think Week One, a lot of people were too. Yeah, it. absolutely. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, it was just a, it was a tough week. They get the Bills at home this Sunday. It, that's an interesting game for me because you know if the Bills are in complete give up mode again, maybe the Chiefs can get right, but we'll see. Um, Washington, New Orleans. How on earth did the Saints win this game? Was the first thing I said when I saw the two of you. <laughs> that was, I mean, Washington with the Chris Thompson injury. I mean, that was obviously tough to stomach for them, and and you know we hope. Chris Thompson has has a speedy recovery, and everybody else who got hurt as P. well. Ryan time, but you know, how did they not just ride Samaje P. Ryan to the end there? Well, they tried, and and the, the Saints defense stepped up. It was like a full on team effort for this comeback. You know, sometimes games are given away, and sometimes games are taken. And I think that New Orleans took this game from Washington because they got off the field and. Washington let them dink and dunk the ball to, you know, whoever. And Breeze is, you see Breeze hitting Kobe Fleener on multiple passes. You know, he was finding the guy to get the get them into the spot. Kamara takes it home for the touchdown. And next thing you know, they're winners. This is kind of what I said when I was giving them a lot of credit after you had given them a lot of credit, saying that what like this team is so good, if they're down, then they can lean on Drew Breeze. Right. You know, like they have that in their back pocket. They can lean on their defense and their running game to start out with, but they get if, if they get into trouble, they have Drew Breeze. Yeah, and they still have a defense that can make plays, and they made enough plays at the end to Also on it. a fantasy quarterback value rant, people are really giving a lot of grief to Drew Breeze as a fantasy quarterback, but I really think he's doing just fine. He's yeah, not he giving is. you High Drew floor. Breeze. He's not giving you Drew Breeze of old, sure, right? But... This week was what twenty one points. Yeah, you're not finding that everywhere this year. There's no Aaron Rodgers. No, there's Tom Brady who he might blow you out in the in the first half and then not go over twenty points right. either. You've got Drew Brees who's look in at, games throwing the ball. I don't know what and more you, you look want. at and you look at the guys who you know were having hot starts. Dak Prescott, yep, tanking. Alex, Alex Smith, tanking. So you know there's not many main quarterbacks who have just been straight down the line steady besides Drew Brees. He's not losing you weeks. Yeah. No, not at all. Yeah. Not at all. Um speaking of losing you weeks, Nathan Peterman takes the Bills into Los Angeles. The Chargers defense I takes think, a lot yeah. of team photos. They get to strike a couple poses. I think that was a lot of general management, ownership and coaching kind of screwing the Bills more than Peterman 
I mean, you go in and face a team with Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram, and your offensive line really isn't that strong. You got beat up by the Jets a couple weeks ago, and it's on a downward trend. You got to put the veteran in in that situation on the road, cross country. Yeah, they just went with Peterman in a weird spot, and the and the the Chargers. It was a fun day to play defense if you were on the Chargers. Yeah, you know, for sure. Not, there's not a lot of those in the NFL. Yeah, um, fun day to play offense for the Chargers too. I mean, Keenan Allen, Keenan Allen, big time breakout <laughs> game. Melvin Gordon gets 80 yards and a touchdown, and then you know gets preserved. He didn't end up with any nicks or whatever um, that he usually ends up with. Isn't by it the funny end of the game. that like that's. The half hope for all Melvin Gordon owners this year. It's like, all right, I hope he like gets a touchdown and has a good game through three quarters, and then they rest him so I can play him next yep, week. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and we were talking about this earlier when we were deciding whether or not to put him on our list. Austin Eckler, we kind of decided against it. He had another touchdown he this did. week, but the game was so far out Deep of reach garbage time. that it. I don't think it actually had any value no. whatsoever. No, and if I mean if the Chargers are going to play offense like this, uh, Nick Novak's their kicker. You might want to pick him up because he ended up kicking a ton of field goals as well. Yeah, um, just because they got tired. It was of scoring a perfect touchdowns. storm. I think that they brought in Peterman, like I said, at the wrong time against a defense that that has been trending up, and it was just an explosion. Whoa! Yeah, yeah. Um, Bengals Broncos. This game was boring. Yeah, but I mean, if you had Andy Dalton, which you wouldn't have started him here, it's got to be encouraging, especially for his next week's matchup versus uh, the Browns. Worth but in the claim. past, he's been throwing, he's got like three touchdown games now in two of his last three, I believe. And one of them came against the Broncos, of all people. Yeah. This is wild, guys. He's throwing, we get the touchdown to Tyler Croft, which, you know, we love, yeah. right? Oh, so yeah. So you got to load him up next week for the Browns, too. No doubt. And you get A.J. Green a touchdown. Joe Mixon still can't run the ball at all. Nope. <laughs> but, you know, the Bengals went in there and they competed. The yes, Broncos uh, went in there and ignored Emmanuel Sanders. And right. <laughs> there's just not enough... Brock Osweiler for two receivers, I don't think. No, no. he can only look at one every play. <laughs> so he gets his snap, and he's like, oh, I'll look at DT. Oh, he's not open. Oh, what do I do now? <laughs> DT is awesome, by the way. That was an awesome touchdown he had yeah. at the end of the game. AJ yeah, Green adds a touchdown of his own. Um, but, yeah, like this game was like like we watched Red Zone, and like that game was never on. Yeah, I mean, it was an ugly game. Yeah. I, you kind of oh, there was a hilarious things. almost pick six, though. Oh, oh yes. Kirk Patrick. It right? just oh, fumbles it on the one untouched. Yeah, he got the yips, man. He got too excited for his celebration. But that did <laughs> give us way to the Tyler Croft yeah. touchdown. Which so we are grateful we for. We are grateful. Thank Very. you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> uh, the Patriots go into Mexico. They play fast break offense. They wear the Raiders' defense down, and then they just shut down the Raiders' offense. And, you know, this was a... This was a beatdown from the kickoff. This is the Patriots rounding into yep, Super this is Bowl it for them. Yep. And this was, you know, an offense that we were all excited for. The Raiders, they'll come in, and even if they're losing, Carr will still be able to move the ball. Not even close. No. They were shutting down their receivers, and this was a this is a big time receiving core. You saw Corderell Patterson catching as many passes as Amari Cooper, basically. So it was all in all a pretty rough day for the Raiders, and it just shows how good. The Patriots are becoming once again. Yeah. yeah, and their secondary was really stepping up. So as far yeah. as the receiving soft target that they are, I'm not sure that they are it's hardening. anymore. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're hardening. Yeah, the uh, they're in this they're in the pupa stage of their metamorphosis. Yeah, <laughs> and the Amari Cooper garbage touchdown, which a lot of people would have argued that the Raiders starters shouldn't even really have been in the game at that point. I mean, that's going to kind of even fluctuate the stats even more. So the Patriots may stay in that green level. Definitely. So let your opponents start their receivers against the Patriots because you know 
the savvy fantasy owners know that like they're a lot better than the statistics are suggesting right now. Yeah, it's not a start everyone. It's no, a start your studs basically. Yeah, yeah. Still. Um, Eagles Cowboys. Speaking of studs, you know the Eagles defense was was the star of this game. Um, Carson Wentz did more than enough. Alshon Jeffrey with a touchdown. And a two-point conversion. And a two-point conversion. Gotta love that. Which Tom needed, if you couldn't tell. Um, <laughs> but, you know, everybody got a piece of the pie. You know, JHI had 90 yards rushing. Uh, LeGarrette Blunt kind of salted the game away. Corey Clement inexplicably has seven touchdowns on ten touches in the red zone. Yeah. And, you know, I mean. Everyone got a piece of the pie unless yeah. your name was Zach Ertz. Yeah. yeah, or Nelson Aguilar. Those two really. Well, he had the, the touchdown seat. that got called, called back. back. Right. Which so stunk. He went from a touchdown and a few yards in standard to point or negative point two. Yeah, 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 yeah negative two yards. Behind the line. That's right. Yeah. But you know, the Eagles, like you said, their defense dictated this and Wentz didn't need to do much, but it seems like he's been just always able to do enough or do whatever is required for the team to continue to roll and here we go, they're rolling again. Is it a is it an Eagles Patriots collision course type feel to this season now? I, I There's mean, a lot I to guess. be seen, but I mean, of course, that would be interesting football. Yeah, of course. I'm still rooting for Saints Jags Super Bowl. But, well, um, yeah, now that you've been on the air with it, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like the Vikings too. I mean, I'm not, I'm certainly not ruling anybody else out in the NFC. I think the AFC is starting to look like it's it's a two horse race between yeah. Pittsburgh and New England, and we all know how that we all know how that's gone for <laughs> New yeah. England. Um, so I'm I'm interested to see it, but I mean, yeah, it's, the, the NFC is a lot more wide open right now than the AFC is. It, well, the NFC has has a couple more teams that look good right <laughs> yeah <laughs> honestly yeah um what do you guys think for uh for tonight's game you think tom gets 27.7 from russell and doug and half ppr i'd be shocked if he didn't i'd be more surprised if he didn't than if he did um you know russell wilson's been playing out of his mind they still have no ground game it's all on him so i think you know the rushing bailout from russell wilson will certainly be enough i'm going um, for 20 from russell Eight from Baldwin, keeping it on the low expectation level for each of them, almost. Pretty much, almost. yeah. And, yeah. I uh, mean, Wilson's been been great. This I'm year. just that's my that's my plan, so that if he's ignoring Baldwin to a large degree, I don't freak out. The only the I only can say, thing oh, he only was... needs sixty and four catches. Don't yeah. worry <laughs> yeah. about it, bud. Yeah. So when you're when he has zero at, at halftime, you're like, it's okay, <laughs> it's okay, everything's fine. <laughs> um, the only thing I will say is this is pretty much a now or never game. For Atlanta, if they want to make the playoffs, because and w- Carolina's not going anywhere, and we know New Orleans isn't going anywhere. One thing that I was uh, c- expressing to Tom my concerns about it was, you know, the Falcons seem like they have figured out something with their pass rush last week. Right. Uh, maybe Claiborne is looking for a bigger bonus. I don't know, but the Seahawks still can't block as far as I've seen. So they could cause some problems, but I, I generally would like to believe that Russell will get it done. For Me too. Time. Yeah, and this should be a pretty good game. Yeah, for Hopefully. other other players involved, I mean, Tevin Coleman's going to see a large share. Um, I'm excited to see that. I know I love Julio all the time, but I think this week, you know, with no Sherman and Chancellor, it's going to be tough for the Seahawks to, to contain him. Yeah, I hate to uh, predict too much right before this game because this comes out after, and it's like, wow, these guys were off. Yeah. But I really <laughs> do think Julio can show up tonight. I mean, if it's Julio of old, this it, it's trouble for yeah. the Seahawks. But if it's Julio of new, I think it's he might be on watch. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. Well, we hope you get whatever it is that you need from this game. Twenty-seven point seven. For me, it's strictly 5. entertainment from Julio because I played against <laughs> Dak Prescott last night. Um, but we hope you get what you want out of the game, and we will see you. And we hadn't mentioned this. We will see you Wednesday morning 
for the preview. We didn't want to give another episode out before on Thanksgiving morning because we're sure a lot of our listeners who are very family-oriented people uh, are going to be helping out with Thanksgiving and running around doing different things. You may not have time for us, so we're going to put out the episode a full day early, and we hope you enjoy that. We hope you enjoy. Um, yeah, and we'll see you Wednesday. At Keep Rush scoring. FF, at Hillier FF. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Keep scoring. <laughs>